back to Night Swims, a podcast today hosted by one idiot about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am the solo host today, Jackson Houston. Um, Douglas is out of town, and we, um, like professionals, forgot to record a second podcast, or a podcast to, to post while he was gone. He left Friday. It is now Monday, if you can't tell. And I didn't want to... I didn't want to put off the little sequel about free energy suppression any longer. So I thought I would hop on today and just kind of brief. It's, it's, it's going to be a small episode, but just briefly go over kind of everything about Nikolai Tesla. That's what today's episode is going to be about. And I'm also trying something new. I'm using a, a vocal quote-unquote filter, and I've turned down the gain and everything, and I'm wearing feedback headphones so I can hear myself to know um, what it sounds like. Um, if it sounds weird, that's why. Um, I'm going to listen back to this actually real quick just to see if it sounds good. So uh, you'll hear me in like a, a second. Okay, it actually sounds pretty good. You know, I'm not, I don't have any complaints. If you do, let me know. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out or something. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe this is how we should record from now on. This way it'll be more clear, not as loud, or we're just going to get better mics. I don't really know. You know, I'm not, I don't really know what the plan is. Um, this is the first time ever that there's going to be a solo episode first time that they're the first time we've ever done i guess a solo episode per se uh, i got the idea while i was at the dentist this morning the dentist said i had great teeth but besides that obviously there's not really a whole lot of banter that's going to happen with um just one host but luckily i have a special guest all the way from down under in australia is our good friend mr hugh jackman hugh you have a few words to say what's shaking bitches it's Hugh Jackman on the scene. As always, it's great to hear from you, Hugh. Now, I can't help but uh, point out that your voice is sounding a little a little funky today. It's not quite the the, the great Australian charm that us Americans are used to. Why, why is that, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, yes, the old voice. I recently had me tonsils taken out, and the doctor said that I may sound a little different over a week or two. But no worries, I am healthy and ready to go. And I just would like to thank you for having me on today. I am a big, big fan of mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena, and I can't wait to hear about Nikola Tesla. Well, we're very happy to have you on, uh, Hugh. On uh, just one, I, I just want to say thank you for picking our podcast to come on. We hope you enjoy it. We hope the audience enjoys it. And hopefully we don't um, have any phone uh, issues. You know, we've had those in the past. Hopefully today will be smooth sailing. Um, and so, yeah, as Hugh pointed out, and as I, I believe I said earlier, today's episode is on Nikola Tesla. It is the the official sequel. Official sequel. That's a loose term. It's more of a continuation on the free energy suppression because it is believed that Nikola Tesla, hit what we're going to cover today, kind of falls in the same category in regards to like the missing files and this and that, which will be covered. And so I, I didn't want to put Nikola Tesla in the episode that we did, which would be, I guess, two weeks ago, because I wanted to kind of it be its own thing just because it's very well known and a very, just because he's such a high profile character in history. Um, I wanted it to be its own thing and kind of have its own little spotlight, I guess. So that's what we're going to be covering today. And so Hugh, if you don't have anything else to say, I, I guess we're, we're ready to get into it. I'm very excited to hear about this. And if I may, Jackson, wow me. Well, Hugh, Hugh, you dog. Or should I say, Wolverine? <laughs> I like the uh, the use of my line. I'm very honored, very flattered. Um, well, yeah, let's let's get right into it. 
So, after Nikolai Tesla was found dead in January of 1943 in his hotel room in New York City, representatives of the U.S. government's Office of Alien Property, which I didn't even know that was a thing, seized many documents relating to the brilliant and prolific 86-year-old inventor's work. It was the height of World War II, and Tesla had claimed to have invented a powerful particle beam weapon known as the Death Ray that could have proved invaluable in the ongoing conflict. So rather than risk Tesla's technology falling into the hands of America's enemies, the government swooped in and took possession of all the property and documents from his room at the New Yorker Hotel. What happened to Tesla's files from there, as well as what exactly was in those files, remains shrouded in mystery and ripe for conspiracy theories. After years of fielding questions about possible cover-ups, the FBI declassified some 250 pages of Tesla-related documents under the Freedom of Information Act in 2016. And let's see here what will pop up. Oh, it actually just takes you to the FBI website. That's pretty cool. Interesting. The Bureau followed up with two additional releases, the latest in March of 2018. But even with the publication of these documents, many questions still remain unanswered, and some of Tesla's files are still missing. Three weeks after the Serbian-American inventor's death, an electrical engineer from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, was tasked with evaluating his papers to to, to determine whether they contained any ideas of significant value. According to the declassified files, Dr. John G. Trump reported that his analysis showed Tesla's efforts to be primarily of a speculative, philosophical, and promotional character, and said the papers did not include new sound, workable principles, or methods for realizing such results. Now, of course, John G. Trump, that scientist's name sounds familiar, because he was the uncle of uh, Donald J. Trump, current president of the United States. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So he was the younger brother of Trump's father, Fred. He helped design the x-ray machines that greatly helped cancer patients and worked on radar research for the Allies during World War II. And uh, Donald Trump himself cited his uncle's credentials often during his presidential campaign. My uncle used to tell me about nuclear, nuclear before nuclear was nuclear, he once told an interviewer. Wow, that is a hard sentence to, to really comprehend. So, at the time, uh, the FBI pointed to Dr. Trump's reports as evidence that Tesla's vaunted death ray particle beam weapon didn't exist outside of rumors and speculation. But in fact, the U.S. government itself was split in its response to Tesla's technology. Mark Seifer, author of the biography Wizard, The Life and Times of Nikola Tesla, says a group of military personnel at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio, including Brigadier General L.C. Craigie, had a very different opinion of Tesla's ideas. Craigie was the first person to ever fly a jet plane for the military, so he was like the John Glenn of the day, uh, Cypher says. He said there's something to this, the, the particle beam weapon is real. So you have two different groups, one group dismissing Tesla's invention, and another group saying there's really something to, to it. Then there's the nagging question of the missing files. When Tesla died, his estate was to go to his nephew, Sava Kosanovich who at the time was the Yugoslav ambassador to the U.S., thanks to his familial connection with the Serbia's, with Serbia's most celebrated inventor. According to the recently declassified documents, some of the FBI feared Kosanovic, or Kosanovic, was trying to wrest control of Tesla's technology in order to make such information available to the enemy, and even considered arresting him to prevent this. Oh, he looks just like Albert Einstein. And I'll post pictures and, uh, of, like, 
certain people and stuff like that on the Instagram. In 1952, after a U.S. court declared Kosanovic the rightful heir to his uncle's estate, Tesla's files and other materials were sent to Belgrade, Serbia, where they now reside in the Nikola Tesla Museum there. But while the FBI originally recorded some 80 trunks among Tesla's effects, only 60 arrived in Belgrade. Cypher says, Maybe they packed the 80 into 60, but there is the possibility that the government did keep the missing trunks. Now what's more realistic here, Hugh? You think that the United States government was just really good at packing? Or you think they hid some stuff? I mean, come on. Oh, without a fucking doubt. No way did your government give everything back to Serbia after only having it for nine years. Something doesn't seem right. You know, Hugh, I couldn't have said it better myself. So for the five-part uh, history series, The Tesla Files, Cypher joined forces with Dr. Travis Taylor, an astrophysicist, and Jason Stapleton, an investigative reporter, to search for these missing files and seek out the truth of the government's views on the death ray particle beam weapon and Tesla's other ideals. I just want to say real quick before um, uh, I get continuing longer, in case anyone's wondering why I kind of put it in the same, in the same uh, category as the free energy suppression, Nikolai Tesla had over 300 patents. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, there's there's 278, like, known. And then there's believed to be, like, over 300. And a lot of those, I don't think, were ever invented. It's just, like, stuff that he came up with. And the reason I bring in the same area as the free energy suppression is that he, he didn't... He invented so he could, like... He wanted to create, essentially, a, a human society where... The possibility of like energy and like being able to like prosper, I guess, would be a good way to put it. He wanted that. He wanted his technology to do that. He that's what like his main. He didn't like necessarily do these inventions for, I guess you could say, money or or a sense of like popularity or anything like that. He he was a humanist, and he well he's he's considered very widely by biographers to have been a humanist and a philosophical outlook. And he did not, he wanted like this way of life to kind of be like the new, like the, the future as, 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 if you will. And so the reason I am putting him in like the free energy issue is that as we covered this sort of philosophical look at life and the, the, the the business side of what Tesla wanted doesn't sit well with what necessarily the government does because as we all know the government tries to make as much money as possible and with Tesla there wouldn't really be a need for a constant like chain of like pay this get that pay this they get that and so that's why I just wanted to explain that real quick before I, I kept getting into um any more of it and so despite John G Trump's uh, dismissive assessment of Tesla's ideas immediately after his death, the military did try and incorporate particle beam weaponry in the decades following World War II, Cypher says. Notably, the inspiration of the death ray fueled Ronald Reagan's Strategic Defense Initiative, or Star Wars, program in the 1980s. If the government is still using Tesla's ideas to power his technology, Cypher explains, that could explain why some files related to the inv inventor still remain classified. So another uh, good thing to look at is that if what uh, if that is true and that Tesla's um, ideas are being used today and seek, I guess secretly through the government, they've 
now taken what he wanted as sort of like a free way of energy for people and they've turned that into like just a piggy bank for making money so it's just it's a very interesting um idea a very interesting perspective and so there is evidence that franklin d roosevelt's vice president henry wallace discussed the effects of tesla particularly those dealing with the wireless transmission of electrical energy and the death rate with his advisors according to fbi documents released in 2016 Along the same lines, Cypher and his colleagues in the Tesla files uncovered the role played by Vannevar Bush, whom FDR appointed as head of the Manhattan Project in the evaluation of Tesla's papers. They also looked at the possibility that FDR himself may have sought a meeting with the inventor just before he died. By visiting some of the key places in Tesla's life, from his laboratory in Colorado Springs to his last living quarters at the Hotel New Yorker to the mysterious wireless tower he built at Wardenclyffe, Long Island. Cypher, Taylor, and Stapleton sought to unravel some of the mis- mysteries surrounding the celebrated enigmatic inventor. They also traveled to California, where some of Tesla's other groundbreaking ideas, many of which were seen as unrealistic or even crackpot during his own lifetime, now fuel some of the most dominant industries in Silicon Valley. Although some of his more sensitive in- innovations may still be hidden, Tesla's legacy is alive and well, both in the devices we use every day and the technologies that will undoubtedly play a role in our future. Tesla is the inventor of wireless technology. He's the inventor of the ability to create an unlimited number of wireless channels. So radio guidance systems, encryption, remote control robots, it's all based on Tesla's technology, Cypher says. So, that's kind of it. I mean, if you look up, like, Nikolai Tesla you can kind of see like what some of his plans were. Like he had a plan to use earth for kind of like a wireless power transfer. I don't want to get into that right now. Like I said, there's just going to be a quick short episode where just get to the point. Um, but like Nikolai Tesla, he wasn't, as I said, he wasn't doing anything for, for sort of money. He wasn't like, like he wasn't in a relationship. He, he worked every day according to this from 9am until 6pm or later with uh oh inter- with dinner at exactly 8 10 p- 8 10 p.m. and he s- he never slept more than 2 hours per night it's an interesting guy he like like you can look up stuff about Nikola Tesla about all like the different things he's done but it is interesting to think about cuz he was very ahead of his time um a lot more than I think people tend to believe just because, especially like in today, just because of like how far things have changed and like you're kind of seeing like glimpses of that with literal Tesla, like the company, what they're doing and stuff like that. But it is interesting that all those files kind of just were like seized with the, the idea or with not with the idea, with the presentation that it was to not let, United States enemies take like his ideas and turn them as weapons. But for a dude that has over 300,000, 300 patents believed, all, I, I don't think that all the documents that were taking, like, what was it? It was like 80 uh, trunks, but then it was shrunk down into 60. It doesn't make sense that all that would just be for the death row. I think, at least how it sounds, that the what was taken was also a monopoly. In a, in a, not a monopoly, it was to prevent 
uh, a government monopoly in terms of energy collapsing, which is kind of interesting when you think about it, because for all we know, like if he hadn't died and he died, I don't know if I said he died in uh, 1943 at the age of 86. And let me say real quick how he died or how, if we want to get into it, how it's believed he died. Where the hell? Ah, um, so just a real quick brief summary about his death. So in the fall of 1937, at the age of 81, after midnight one night, Tessa left the Hotel New Yorker to make his regular commute to the cathedral and library to feed the pigeons. While crossing a street a couple of blocks from the hotel, Tesla was able to dodge a moving taxi cab and was thrown to the ground. His back was severely wrenched and three of his ribs were broken in the accident. The full extent of his injuries was never known. Tesla refused to consult a doctor in almost lifelong custom and never fully recovered. And so, in 1943, at the age of 86, he died alone in room 3327 of the New Yorker Hotel. His body was later found by maid Alice Monahan after she had entered Tesla's room, ignoring the Do Not Disturb sign that Tesla had placed on his door two days earlier. Assistant Medical Examiner H.W. Wembley examined the body and ruled that the cause of death had been coronary thrombosis, which is a formation of, the, of a blood clot inside a blood vessel of the heart. And as we said, two days later, the FBI ordered the alien property custodian to seize Tesla's belongings. John to Trump, um, he analyzed all them and that there was nothing that would constitute a hazard in unfriendly hands. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, I mean, even that, that sounds like... If you want to get really conspiratorial about it, you could make an argument that he was killed, whether it be by the U.S. government or a different government or just a different like person, like maybe like a different organization, because he was close to solving the free energy issue and like cracking the the way to provide free energy for almost everybody in America or even everybody in the world. Like who who really knows? And then. He just dies, and he gets hit by that car, which you could also, to play from both sides, more than likely it was an accident, but if you want to get, you know, we obviously here like to make it and do a conspiracy. He was tr trying to get run over. Who knows? So, yeah. Tesla, like, a lot of stuff that was taken, still missing, or not necessarily missing. It hasn't been shared i guess i guess we can say missing because at least to the public it's missing because i like i don't know where it is hugh doesn't know where it is you don't know where it is and so it's just a very interesting uh subject when it comes to nikola tesla just because he's such a well-known figure when it comes to like you learn about him kind of in history about like what he did for america and kind of the world and you know, his name's on, like, one of the biggest companies in the world. And, like, there's a whole... There's, like, a... I think it's, like, a, the Tesla coil is just named after him. or Unless he invented that. I don't really know. He's one of the most famous inventors. Like, David Bowie played him in The Prestige, which was an interesting casting choice, but besides the point. And so... 
the free energy suppression is a very interesting topic because you kind of have evidence of there being sort of this crisis and obvi- it's obviously very well understood that big big like countries will they don't really want a free energy ecosystem they kind of want them to be in control and you know charge x amount of money for x amount of like time and all this stuff like that they want to make everything they can into this sort of monopoly and tesla wasn't for that as i said he he didn't want that at all he wanted to he wanted to be able to provide for as many people as he could create as much things as he could you know help people as many ways as possible like he was one of the first people to deal with like x-rays like what like helps us today and stuff like that like how people are able to see like inside their body and see what's wrong with them whether it be like and just like a broken femur like something like that he was able to to expedite the whole way people kind of go about figuring all this stuff out and you know i would assume that because at least from what i've seen i don't think his patents are available for anyone like like john Kansas, like his his cancer therapy, the Kansas RF therapy thing, those patents are like out there, and so are so are the um the Stanley Meyer, the kind of like the water car, I guess is a good way to put it. Like those patents are out there, but unless just someone just doesn't want to deal with Nikola Tesla and like what he was able to think of, I don't, I'm, I I don't think like any of his patents are available. I think a lot of his documents are still hidden away because if they were released, it would kind of changed the whole perspective of, of how like we've changed in the last 60 years from when he died to now, like how, how different society would look if, and how like much more like financially, like whether wealthy or in debt, it would be if Nikola Tesla's inventions and technologies and methods were actually used today instead of being taken away and for the purpose of a death ray. But like also if there is the death ray argument and it's not an issue anymore, then they should all be released, but they aren't, which is another interesting point. If, cause like, as, as, it, as we covered, uh, John G. Trump, he said that there was nothing like, he didn't see any like real evidence about that, but then people were claiming that they, there was evidence of that, but you would think that if there wasn't any evidence, uh, then all the stuff would be released. There wouldn't be, any reason to hide anything else and for the the fact that it took what like four or five decades just to even have like pieces for all we know of it to come out it's very interesting and there's still a a good bit of mystery if you look at it just surrounding tests and everything like that so you know i don't really think at least anytime soon the full truth if there is any more truth to come out will come out um so i guess for now the full um, mystery surrounding Nikola Tesla is just going to be that a mystery, but that's all I have, uh, today. Like I said, it was going to be a short episode. Um, unless Hugh, you have anything you want to say? Yeah. Like you said, a very interesting and mysterious case where no one can really know what is the 100% truth and what isn't. I think I am on the same page as you, man. And I just wanted to again say thanks for having me. I enjoyed our time together. I definitely want to come back for another episode, but that's all for me. Take care, mate. Hugh, it was a pleasure to have you on. 
and I hope that the audience enjoyed you being on as much as I did. Well, um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, I've been Jackson. You can find us on Instagram at nightsims.podcast, and I think we have a Facebook. Douglas usually takes care of that, so I am not entirely sure. Um, also, feel free to listen to uh, our music, Zoo for Strays. We have new music coming out um, July. Very excited about that. And uh, that's all. I guess next week will be Douglas's episode. I don't know what he's covering, considering how he's not here. But um, that's really it. And uh, thank you all for continuing to listen. I know we've been a little bit um, rough in the past couple months or even year or so. But um, we're very committed to, to keep this going, keep it on pace, keep it in check and I want to thank you to the people that continue to listen personally that I know um, being Dawson uh, Doobie, uh, my mom Miss <laughs> um, Green I think still listens um, but yeah uh, thank you and I enjoyed this uh, I hope you did too um, I will talk to you all later bye